Been here now 28 days, um, first few days of jury selection and the remainder receiving testimony, uh, a, an overwhelming amount of testimony. Donna dissects the Murdoch verdict coming up during this episode of Cadillac Check, My Second Act. Make a motion for a mistrial and to set aside the verdict. Um, by the state response. Your Honor, based on our previous arguments, we would submit that the uh, case properly went to the jury and the verdict is proper and would rely on those arguments. If you're not a Morgan Wallen fan, probably best that you just skip over this episode 345. I have to address my fans. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the new project with 36 songs on it. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. We discuss things you're already talking about with family and friends. Our conversations include current events and pop culture and endearing, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I can't hear. You can't hear? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Well, that's a problem. Oh, sh- I just talk really loud like that episode. I just I can't hear myself, but it's okay. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife and um, I love Easter candy. Like everybody has their different candy that they love. Like some people love, um, like you're a big Valentine's candy guy. I'm a big candy guy. But you love to get like those Whitman sampler, like candy things, even when it's not like Valentine's. Right. You can At Ollie's, they have you around. Okay. Yeah. They do. I, I would imagine it's probably not very good though. Like, I mean, like it may be old candy. It, uh, it's got a pretty big shelf life on it. I think a lot of preservatives in the Valentine's to any candy that you get. But I love Easter candy, but here's what I don't love. So I love peeps. Mm. I love those uh, Cadbury Donna, eggs. You get a ring notification. Someone is in the driveway. What's Roscoe? Um, I get, um, I love those um, Cadbury eggs, but here's what happens. They can't just leave candy alone. Like they have to, they have to keep trying to like reinvent it or make it different or newer or whatever. And so like the peeps, like what's, what is a peep to you? An old school peep? Um, marshmallow. Yeah. But like what, what are the colors? Sugar, uh, yellow. Yellow uh, and maybe pink or blue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now they have little peeps like with a little feet dipped in chocolate, which is very good. I have to tell you like hard chocolate on the bottom. And then like the Cadbury egg is just supposed to be a chocolate Cadbury egg with the little eggy stuff on the inside, the caramel and stuff. What is it now? Well, now they've got like Cadbury sparkle eggs. I have seen those. Where they put like the sparkly, like pop rock stuff on them. And I just, I just like, so the other day I was in the um, CVS where the old people hang out and I'm like digging through the candy and I'm talking to myself and I'm like, where are the regular damn eggs? Where are the regular damn eggs? And this man is over there trying to like get like something, I don't even know what, like a hairbrush or something. And he's like- His Lipitor. He's like, are you talking to me? And I said, no, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to whoever puts the candy together. And he's like, well, what's wrong with the candy? And I said, I went into my whole spiel, how it's all newfangled and everything. Mm. You know what he said? I, I don't. He said, lady, literally, lady, if this is your biggest problem. Amen. I'm sorry. Yes, finish. You're having if, a good if day. If this is your biggest problem. You're having a good day. And I thought to myself, self. He is 150% right. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Well, let me say, listen, I got a huge dose of reality driving here today to record this episode of the podcast. I'm 400 northbound, approaching Northridge in Sandy Springs, and I see just a sea of blue lights, 
like it's it's not a normal this is not a normal uh, gathering of, of of law enforcement officers with their lights on. You know, it's not no one's been pulled over. I, I ways would have triggered a notification for a wreck, you know, on my app and and so I just I didn't feel good about it. So I slowed down. And it was the worst single car accident I've ever seen in my entire life to the point that I about got physically ill. This car must have become a fireball at some point. Uh, you know that turn, Northridge, you're going 400 northbound. North, and it's, that, it's that sharp turn. Yeah. Somebody didn't turn. It mm. went straight and wrapped their car around that tree. Oh, right wow. There, and they had it entirely shut down. That made me sick. I feel like you come upon car accidents a lot. Okay. I mean, not by choice or not by- No, no, I know that. But like, I wonder if that's something- like, remember one time I, I called you or something? It was recently, and someone had been ejected from the car. Yes, uh, that was on Haynesbridge Road. Yeah. Into the bushes. Yeah. It was um, It was just a bad, there were probably 10 Sandy Springs officers, patrol cars. It was bad. It was, it, just, it shook me. It shook me. Well, hopefully whoever was in the accident is. Okay, no, there's no way. Okay, well. There's, there's no know. way they survived. Okay. There's, there's absolutely no way. Well, that makes my candy situation very petty. Well, listen. There's a family hurting. There's a there's, yeah. there's somebody who's lost somebody. Yeah. Um, Which comes to the point that why you should you have to enjoy every day and you should never ever say things that you're going to regret. You should tell people in your life how you feel about them all the time, really, because you know a lot of people are like oh, I'll get around to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll fix that. I'll I'll clean that up. I'll tell them I love them tomorrow. I'll I'll call my parents. I'll da da da. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You don't get it. Not you guaranteed get tomorrow. It. Ooh, it shook me. But that's not what we're here for. Although we're here for life. What do you mean? Like we're here for life? Like we're going to be here for our whole life? Well, I hope so. But we're, we, 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 we say what's on our mind. We talk about life. We talk about, oh, yes, we talk, right. it's, it's not always going to be jokes and, and clowns and, and, and balloons. No, it's not. It's not. Although I don't, well, you, you, listen, you'll find humor in the Murdoch case. This is the first event that I have not watched or tuned into or really had any point of reference to that everyone else in the world does. People have come up to me and said, Hey, what do you think about the Murdoch trial? What do you think about the Murdoch verdict? That I, I would have, I would have lost this house if you had asked me what twenty-eight day trial thirty days ago, a month ago. If you'd asked me if X person was going to have any concept or interest or knowledge whatsoever of the Murdoch trial, I'd have lost the house, Donna. We'd be homeless right now. Well, here's what I don't understand about it: is you are so invested, like you were going to go be a, a, well, a court was, observer I was, at one I, point. Well, I was a jury consultant. Okay. No, you weren't. You were you were hopping from courtroom to courtroom and going to eat like um, with the jurors, the like jurors, soul food in between. But I mean, my point is, is that you're always invested in this I'm, kind of I'm stuff. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I, I watched a, a little bit of it. Um, let's start with um, this is of uh, the judge explaining the sentencing. Murder. You now having been found guilty of two counts of murder involving your wife and your son two counts of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. Uh, the burden now comes upon the court to impose a sentence. We will defer sentencing to a later date. Of course, the um, minimum sentence for murder is 30 years. The maximum sentence is life imprisonment as to each count. And the on the weapons charge, the sentence is up to five years or five years. 
which has to be concurrent if a life sentence is imposed. Fox News, I think it was, had O.J. Simpson on mm-hmm. the morning after. Unbelievable. To dissect the verdict. He thinks he's guilty. Okay, okay, O.J. All right. Well, here's one of these. What a ballsy move, though. On behalf of Fox News. One of these cases comes along, it seems like, every couple of years. There's Casey Anthony, there's OJ, there's, I mean, there's a million court cases. I realized this while watching literally, a, a, you know, 30 a month of court TV in Vinnie Politon, that it's amazing all the court cases that go on that are high, semi-high profile that you, you don't hear about or you hear about. But, you know, obviously this one took everyone's attention unless, like you, you've been living under a rock and you, or you just don't care and I get it. But I mean, I think I'm so invested really? because it's like a Southern Gothic novel. You know, the whole trial, um, just to kind of give you, again, if you have been under a rock, just some of the names that you might want to know and kind of what happens. So, the person who is at the center of it all is, of course, Alex Murdoch. And he was a member of a really, really prominent legal family in South Carolina, in the low country. Not just any South Carolina, but the low country, which, as we know, Buford, right? Buford, Charleston, there's a whole lot of stuff around that area. A lot of secrets get, like, you know, held back because you got a lot of, like, generational wealth. And whenever there's generational wealth, there's trouble. There's trouble and craziness. So, in fact, a portrait of his late grandfather, who was one of the solicitors, hung in this courtroom. Now, here's something I found fascinating. So the the trial was held in Walterboro, which is about 20 minutes outside of Beaufort or Beaufort. People say it different ways. Um, the question always kept coming up, why not move this? Why, why not move it somewhere? And I think that they never really came upon, well, first of all, they said it was it was almost impossible to find literally people who had never heard of it in one family they tr- they went after two divorced people for potential jurors to find out if they knew anything i mean that's we'll how try to fill the pool yeah i mean it was insane and as a jury consultant i will say mm. that can be a very difficult task in a high profile case now mr murdoch and his defense team could have filed a motion for a change of venue i don't think they wanted it i think they thought that it would actually benefit them because of his prominence, because of the people that he had come into contact with. And I think, quite honestly, he thought he was going to buy his way out of this trial. Maybe not literally buy his way out of the trial, but that, you know, his prominence and everything would get him out of this. And when I tell you I have been a seesaw as to whether, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a hung jury. They're not going to be able to convict him. I think they will convict him. You know, and it just shows you how, like, when the defense got up, there were a few moments where I was like, maybe he didn't do it. And I know he did it. I think he did it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did it. Anywho, so there's Alex Murdoch. He's the center of it all. And then there's his wife, Maggie Murdoch, who was 52 years old, and she was shot at Moselle, and that's the name of their estate. You hear that, like, you know, talked about a lot. Moselle. They went out to Moselle. They took a little field trip, the jurors, to Moselle. And then there's Paul, also known as Paul Paul. Paul, Paul. And I saw that on social media a lot. People people who weren't familiar with the trial are like, oh no, wait, God. who saw the verdict or saw clips and were like, no, wait a minute. He calls his son Paul Paul. Oh, my God. But it's, it's, it's Paul. It's Paul. Paul, Paul. I did not kill Paul Paul. Anyway, um, so Paul went, to, Paul was kind of at the center of it because he was their uh, 22-year-old son, went to University of South Carolina, um, just, you know. They all look exactly alike, red hair and, you know, everything. Um, but on June twenty, on June 7th, he was involved in a boating under the influence accident. And he, um, it claimed the life of a 19-year-old girl named Mallory Beach. He pleaded not guilty. 
The charges had been dropped after his death, obviously, because there's nothing to prosecute. But that's sort of what got the ball in motion is when this accident happened, all of these people started coming after them for insurance money and for all of this stuff. And, and you know, that's when like the, the, as we say before, the little, the holes start leaking and the water starts coming through. And a lot of people have said, because they're like, why would someone kill their wife and their son? A lot of people said, you know, he was so in debt out the Alex Murdoch, but also that he was so angry with Paul because this is kind of what led calls to the, 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 yeah, the rupture, to getting it the financial rupture. Uh, real quick, eight point seven million is uh, what he stole. Eight point seven million dollars, yeah, as part of these schemes. And he has ninety nine additional cases right. pending against him for fraud and money laundering, tax evasion, stuff, cash yeah. laundering, embezzlement, acquiring signatures or property by false pretenses, forgery, insurance coverage fraud, and conspiracy to commit insurance coverage fraud. And I mean, his attorneys were some of the best. I mean, like Jim Griffin was a formal former federal prosecutor. He was a, uh, you know, big criminal defense attorney. I mean, and they were as Southern as Southern gets. Like when you looked in the courtroom, it was just nothing but seersucker. And these people were lining up at 4.30 and 5 in the morning to get into the courtroom. That's how, I mean, it was just the obsession. Um, And then you have, so you have, you have Paul, and then you also have Buster. And Buster is Alex's other son, who obviously is alive because Alex didn't get to him yet. Um, But he was in court. So he was there the whole time with Alex's brother, John Marvin, who had some good hair. And he just, you know, he would sit beside Buster. And I have to tell you, there were a couple times when Buster was almost not like laughing, but like kind of sneering. And from all reports, he seemed to be very like supportive of the dad. But yeah, I don't know. And then you got old Randy Murdaugh, who's now, who's also um, Alex's younger brother. And he was his former partner in the law firm. Um, you've got Rogan Gibson, who like was his best friend, who just would, you know, I think he's the one who loaned him $735,000 that he went through in one month. He claimed he had an opioid addiction and that he went through $30,000, I think a month um, in opioid for his opioid pills and that he would take over a hundred, I can't remember if it was a hundred a week or a hundred a month. I mean, it was out of control, out of control. So those are all the characters. What eventually did him in? is he wanted to testify because he's an attorney and well, he, he's a, he's a narcissist and every narcissist every narcissist wants to tell their own story here you hear you, you want well you want to get on the stand because you can tell your truth better than anybody yeah hear right? you hear you preach hear ye, hear ye um so i don't know what that means well um Anyways, so yeah, he wanted to get on. He wanted to get on the stand. He wanted to tell a story, and it was ridiculous. So what what happened was, he kept addressing, you know, Mags, his Mags, his wife, and Paw Paw, and he thought he was like winning over the jury. You know, I would never harm Mags or Paw Paw, and they saw right through him. Not one tear fell out of this man's eye. You know, he'd, but it was just so. He'd do what now? He, he'd like cry and little, you know, but everybody was like, nothing was coming out. Like it was a little bit of snot, but no, you know, no tears. And so what, but here's the thing. He, and then this is what everybody said. He was a good liar, but he just was not quite good enough. So with what happened was he did not know that they had a video, which I find this fascinating. I thought they had to, they may have told him they had a video, but they didn't tell him what the video was of. Because in, um, gosh, what's that? What part is that? That's dis- or whatever, discovery. Yeah, yeah. Discovery. And discovery when is when you have to, you can ask the other side for certain things, uh, phone records, whatever you want. You can ask for anything. 
uh, they can file a motion to to deny it or ask the judge to deny it. That doesn't happen often, though. Uh, and the other, it happens the other way as well. So you have to disclose what you have in the discovery phase of any trial. And and so you're saying that what was well, the video? This is what ultimately did him in. Because what he kept saying and what nobody could pin him with is, I was not at the kennel. Because the kennel was where the two of them were shot. On the 1,700-acre property. Moselle. Okay. So he was like, I was not there. I was not there. And they really didn't have a whole lot. I mean, they did. They had two dead bodies, but they didn't have a ton right, right. to pin him there. Evidence. Well, outcome. He, so he takes the stand. Out comes the video from Snapper, Snapchat. Okay. Who, who took it? It was his son, Paul, who's deceased, but it was his video. They had harvested it. And it was a video from the kennel with the dogs Literally, like, I think it was 17 minutes or 16 minutes, I can't remember, before, you know, the, the thing happened, the, the killing happened. And you could hear his voice. You could hear his voice in there. And so as he's on stand, within moments of taking the stand, and they had played the video, Murdoch, Alex, acknowledges, that's my voice. Yep, that's me. And they're like, okay, but you lied to the investigators about being in the kennel. And this way he says, I had paranoid thinking. It stems from my drug addiction. Listen, listen, he's being honest. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the first time around. He's being honest the second time around. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have maybe been honest even the second time around. Mm-hmm. Was that the most damning piece of evidence you're saying? That is what, I mean, he was the most damning piece of evidence. You know, the, the amount of times that he admitted that he lied and lied and lied. And here's what they knew. They knew if they got him on the stand, because the prosecutor said this later, he couldn't help himself because he is a narcissist. So he just wanted to talk and talk. And even though he's a great defense attorney and knows better, he couldn't, he couldn't contain himself. So he just kept talking, kept talking. And he kept trying to like, you know, tell his own little story. And it just, it was just, it was just crazy. You know, it was like, he just... And he admitted to the jurors that he'd lied to them. He admitted to the prosecutors he lied to them. He admitted to everybody he lied. I lied here, I lied there, I lied there. And it was just like, oh, my God. So I think the jurors just finally said, listen, no, you're not going to play us. Verdict in under three hours. Were you surprised by that? Oh, my God. Yes, but I was headed to Hardy, as you know, and I was at dinner, and the verdict came in. And Melanie, who I went with, is equally as invested, as is Hardy, by the way, Um that when the verdict came in, I said, that's it. It, it, It's got to be guilty because everyone knows anytime they come back that quickly. And, you know, they had had to replace a juror because. um, Inappropriate some. She talked to her family. Now, here's what's really funny. Okay, so I I went to the Hardy show and got to spend a little bit of time before. With um, Michael. With Michael and his wife, Uh, Michael. But anyways, he was talking about the case. And he put it the best that I've ever heard from anybody, because it's so true if you think about this. He's like, okay, listen to this. He said, and this is like the way he said it, it wasn't very, pl- I mean, anyway, there's just a lot. If you haven't watched, go back and watch the Netflix thing. It's totally worth it. Even if you weren't invested in the case. That's, just, a, that's a, docu- a documentary. It's a documentary. And, and honestly, just the crazy, you'll be like, how can this get any crazier? And it does. Okay. So Paul, Paul, Paul killed the girl on the boat, unfortunately, right? And then Buster, we think, killed the gay guy. Now, if y'all don't know what was going on there, there was supposedly an alleged affair between Buster and um, a kid in town. 
and they were supposed to have an affair. Now, there's also a lot of people that think the daddy was having the affair with the guy, too. So that's a little, that gets tricky. So they think that Buster killed him. Then there's some belief that Maggie, the wife, killed the maid. Because the maid got killed. Someone had taken... This is a clue. Seriously, Alex Murdoch had taken an insurance policy out on her, and he was the benefactor of the money after he killed her, or Maggie killed her. And then, to top it all off, Alex killed them. The daddy, who got the double murder charge. Yeah, the daddy killed the two of them. It's like, and this is what Hardy said, this was so funny. He goes, if you weren't running from that son of a bitch, somebody's going to kill somebody. Like, everybody was just killing everybody. Right. Like, who could kill whoever first? Yeah. Just a killing spree. But you didn't want to kill anybody unless you were going to get money from them. Like, you didn't want to just kill them to kill them. Now, some people you had to kill to be, keep them quiet. Which is normally the case. Yeah. There's always a squeaker yeah. or a squealer. Whatever. And if y'all don't know this, there was somebody out there to kill Alex Murdoch. He wanted to be killed. Okay? There, was a, there was a hit. Yes, but it went awry. So the theory okay. was that he was going to set the killer up. For murdering Pawpaw and, 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 and Maggie. And so at the very last thing, this is what I'm going to end with. They, the, the judge, you know, preaches to him and all this. And I'm watching the sentencing and he stands up and they say, you know, do you want to say anything? Meanwhile, this man has been on, on the you know, on the stand talking for, you know, loves to talk. And then at the end, this way he says, I did not kill Maggie or Pop Okay. I did not kill Maggie or Papa. And he looked like he was 92 years old. And then now they've shaved all his hair off, that little weird yellow hair that he had colored. You know? It is a hot mess. And I have been so invested in it. And I have to say, Vinny Politon and Court TV have done such an amazing job with it. I mean, just incredible. Because it's a cast of characters. You know, there was a bomb threat in the courtroom. There, I mean, it has been just a ride. Verdict on Alex Murdoch trial. He's guilty of double murder. Thank you. The jury, jury has been polled and the verdict is a unanimous verdict. Want to hear more about uh, your visit with Hardy coming up later this episode when we talk music. We are a music podcast classified that way by Apple Music. Uh, in that lane, every single week, there are 83,000 podcasts under the music classification. And every week, we land in the top 100 thanks to you and your loyalty. We appreciate your support with the podcast. Cadillac Jack, my second act. You know, the, 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 the trend now with uh, sectionals and living room furniture and den furniture, Donna, is power ports and USB ports everywhere because everybody's asking for chargers. Oh, I have people that come into my store that ask me if they can leave their iPhone to charge. You're desperate. While they walk around. And I'm just like... you know them? No. Yeah. Do people ask people that? It's it's, it's a new trend. It is. I'm telling you, it's a new trend. Uh, (laughs) I had to do it at, uh, at, at, at a restaurant in Miami. Uh, a month, month over a month ago, and because I was absolutely desperate because I had no battery, and so I asked the bartender. I said, "Hey, do you have an iPhone charger?" They didn't. I go to the gift shop, buy an iPhone charger, bring it back to the restaurant. I'm sitting at the bar having lunch by myself, and he offers to plug it in, and and I got a little bit of a charge. But everywhere you go, people are asking for chargers. The new thing with furniture is the ports, the USB ports, and chargers are built into your furniture, like in your little cubby hatch. You I know? love it. Your little, your little. Cubby hatch. Well, you basically, what you do is you build an area that's kind of like your 
your station. Like, you know, like you don't, you can work while you're watching TV. You can, you know, do whatever you want to do. You can charge your phone. You can work on your laptop. You can, you know, it kind of becomes like your area that you work in too. So yes, very, very true. Great furniture for every room in your house. And if you get, um, let's say you get something, a, a section, a leather sectional for your den, your living room. It's a, it's a tan. It's a light brown, gorgeous color. You want to you want to pull some color into the room with an accent chair. They have accent chairs. They have uh, wall art. They have uh, mattresses. They have uh, Don and I were testing mattresses, Don. Mm. Don from Gallery Furniture, and um, just mattress hopping. And I'm telling you, mattresses. We need to get a mattress. Mattresses are the key to a good night's sleep for sure, and a, a key to keeping your spine aligned, and a key to so many different things. How old is the mattress we have? Um, it's about 10 years old. And it's I, have, time. I so, have to tell you, I have a doctor that comes in to see me all the time. Like he provides me doctoral advice without me having to go in and pay okay. a copay. Right. And his whole thing with me and like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so stiff in the morning. Da, da. He, it's my mattress. He's like, it, it is your mattress. Now, does he offer to pop you back and things? No, he's not that kind of doctor. But he's like, I watch you walk around and like, you're, you're so like, I'm a, he's like, you have so much. No, when he, he's like, you have a lot of energy. He's like, the, it's your mattress to your point that like, think of how many hours you spend, you know, sleeping and stuff. And you, you that's your time to kind of re-energize yourself. Right. So you need a good mattress. Yes. Like an adjustable rollback or whatever they call it, like an adjustable base where, where it's not like a medicinal nursing home bed anymore. They used to be. We used to have one of those. Okay. We did not have a nursing home bed. It, Let's it clear like this it, up. Well, it seemed like it. It was like a, a twin, a full twin or something. We had two, you did two, an endorsement and we got I a did. free mattress. We did and it sucked. And because you, yeah, you did, you picked a split mattress. That's, that's the only way they did it back then. In perfect caddy fashion. That's the only way they did them back then, Donna. Now you can get you a California King in one piece. But back then you, they split everything. It wasn't that I wanted two full twins. Uh-huh. And there was a, there was a, we'd roll into each of us, roll into the crack at night mm. between the mattresses. Now we've since got a new mattress since that, but we need to get another. Gallery Furniture is the place to go. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. They have air conditioning now, Don. That is big news. 39 years. For I wonder 30, if they're going to get soft. For 30, huh? Like, I wonder if they're like, you know, cause they're hardened. Like they, you know, they're used to being out. Well, they sweat. Heating. They sweat. Yeah. They sweat. I bet they smell better. All of them. After 39 years, finally, air conditioning at Gallery Furniture. Unbelievable. What do you think the Wolfman thinks about that? I don't know. I was up there over the weekend, and uh, I'm hanging out with Donna, and we're just, I love visiting with her, and I know you do too. She's been a friend of the family. Hell, you grew up with her. I hear a customer come in, and she says, this customer says to Marilyn, which is Donna's daughter, now, are you related to the Wolfman? Oh. And I looked at Donna, and I said, did you hear that? And she said, it happens all the time. Happens all the time. You got Donna still there. Ask for Donna. Donna's daughter, Marilyn, at the Gainesville store. And of course, yes, it is Gallery Furniture. It is Ask for the Wolfman. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Ridge Road, Gainesville. Donna, thank you for your support of the podcast. Cadillac Jack, my second act. Guaranteed financing at Gallery Furniture with uh, six months on the job and a checking account. That's all you need. Podcast also brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Tough and Fable Ford. Get a lifetime powertrain warranty. That's a gift to you, the customer, at no charge. From Fable Ford, FableFordGA.com. Brightmore Healthcare, thank you for your support. And also, awesome Alpharetta. Don't forget, you have until month's end to win the Relax and reju- uh, Rejuvenate, right? Yes, Rejuvenate. Relax and Rejuvenate. The Wellness Getaway Weekend. The perfect destination. Awesome Alpharetta to relax, reset, and recharge your body, mind, spirit, and soul. And you can enter to win your own Wellness Weekend Getaway in Alpharetta at AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Morgan Wallen had a show, pop-up show, Friday night in Nashville. The night that his new 36-track project dropped, 
Call one thing at a time. Let's just talk about third. I just think about that. 36 okay. songs. About that same number, though, on Dangerous, the double live album, which is still a top five album, two and a half years. This week, it's top five. Two and a half years after it was released, Morgan Wallen did the free concert in Nashville. 19,000 free tickets. They were, they were stacked three deep around blocks in downtown Nashville when the tickets became available. And Nashville's jaded. You Very know, much of so. all the cities that I would think almost would be like, eh, you know, but people came from everywhere for the show. I mean, it wasn't just like Nashvilleinians or whatever, but I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, they can be a little jaded. So for that to happen, it was, uh, and, and I knew it would, but I mean, that's pretty incredible. Uh, some background real quick on, on just the, the, the records he's broken in, in the first 36, 48 hours since the drop Friday, the 36 track release qualifies now as 2023's biggest streaming debut in any genre. Uh, less than 24 hours after he dropped it, Morgan Wallen's One Thing at a Time was officially Spotify's most streamed country album in a single day by a male artist. And 31 songs from the set entered Spotify's top 50. He consumed 31 of the top 50 spots on Spotify Friday. You know, it's unbelievable, too. A lot of the reviews that I've heard on it um, are people, one of the, one of the, um, one of the, Quotes that I saw was, unfortunately, the new Morgan Wallen 36 al- thirty six song album is damn good. Uh, new York Post. I was yeah. in the Post. Um, and, you know, that it's a beast. It, it, two hours, 36 songs, and that you just want to. And, you know, and you and I had sort of taken not some hits, but a few pot shots at a couple of the songs because they kind of started to sort of sound alike. I will say he did a smart thing on this record um, from what we talked about before, whereas you always write your own songs, which he's a great songwriter. They start to all kind of sound alike. Um, he wrote a lot with Miranda Lambert. He wrote um, with Eric Church. He wrote. Song with Hardy on there. Yeah, a lot of Hardy, a lot of Ernest. Um, a um, lot of uh, Nicole Galloway wrote a couple. I mean, just some really, really good stuff. And as always, um, I think this is a really personal record. I think the the first ones were really good, but this one is just as it's pretty raw about the personal side. And it's just about, you know, heartache, uh, flaws, uh, addiction, drinking, you know, how he was raised. But heartache, 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 heartache. Last night is the song here from Morgan Wallen. You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met. But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet. No way was I last. And Donna, you're adding this song to this episode and the Spotify Hype Song Playlist Season 4, F-O-R-E. God, I love this song. No way was the last night that we break up. I see you tell lots in the dust. So this is a, this is taking over TikTok and there's so many funny things about like husbands going, okay, listen, there's all these um, videos of husbands being like, uh, can you please stop recording songs? Because all I'm hearing is on, on my TikTok is last night we let the liquor talk. And then it's like the next one and the next one and the next one. And these like women are like going crazy. There is a lot of comparisons, by the way. There is a whole nother situation going on where people are comparing uh, Morgan Wallen to Post Malone and how us middle-aged women just can't get enough of either one of them. Uh, you know what? That's very true, though. And um, it's just such a great song. And it's sultry. I mean, I'm not going to get into the dirty line. Well, there. there's some R&B feels. Well, now on this on song, this you know, there's the dirty line that everybody's talking about. And it's well, like, I, was, I missed well, the I'm, dirty I'm, line. We're not going to go over it right now. Well, I'll find it right now. Okay. Griffin, into the episode, into the episode, we'll, okay. we'll reveal it. We'll, yeah. we'll play it, reveal mm-hmm. it, and talk about it, and dissect it, and all that. Yeah. 
All right, I'm also adding a song from One Thing at a Time. Closed his uh, Friday night concert at Bridgestone Arena with uh, U-Proof. Before U-Proof, the final song of the night, he played your song last night. Was listening to the stream and actually found a video uh, of it. He, he's presenting the song like it hadn't just hit number one without even being issued as a single. Last night hit number one last week. Yeah. On the, on the Billboard Hot Country chart. And it was not service to radio. No. It was all fans, which, by the way, is Morgan Wallen saving grace in all of this. In all of this. February 2021, when the video of him saying the N-word sent him into this this music industry exile. The same people that are now hugging on him and loving on him. Backstage. And telling him how good his music is and playing it again. Why? Because if they had, if radio and Sirius and CMT, if they had not gotten back on the Morgan Wallen train, they would have been canceled. Yeah, I think it's very interesting, too, because I'm sure that they say, like, you know, listen, we had to do it. We had to cleanse the palate. I can't imagine the conversations that, that, that he hears every night oh, from, yeah. from radio and, and, and programmers to, to and, defend themselves. Yeah, we had to. We it had was to. a corporate decision. Morgan, you know that. And that's going to be the one question I will ask him if I ever have a moment with him. The question's going to be this. How did you do that? How did you not want to just look? They wanted you dead. Yeah. They wanted you dead. They wanted you in the ground. Country radio, country. Country media, media in general. They wanted you in the ground, Morgan Wallen. And it's the same people that are tapping your ass and, and giving you a hug every night. I thought it was great, too. He went back, I don't know if you know this, he went back to his um, old high school. Yes, outside of Knoxville. Yeah, and so he did, um, he did an album release party. And he did it for all the current high school seniors. And then also, obviously, they gave a $35,000 check um, from his Morgan Wallen Foundation for schools, music, and sports departments because he spent a lot of time on the baseball field. And he became very emotional, you know, going back there and everything. So I have to say, again, and I know there are so many people who get tired of hearing about Morgan Wallen, probably get tired of us talking about Morgan Wallen. It is the single greatest comeback uh, story in music history, quite honestly. It absolutely is. It's undeniably that, yes. Because there are so many people a la the Dixie Chicks, who never come back. Now, they would say they have come back, and they certainly come back on their terms, and they still release music and that type of thing, and they go on their tours, but not to the extent that, because in that particular case, it was actually fans who canceled the Dixie Chicks. You know, and then obviously country radio had to hop on board because at the time it was all red, white, and blue, keep America rolling, all of that good stuff. In this particular case, it was music industry people and a few outsiders, obviously, who canceled him first, um, not the fans. So it's just, it's a very interesting, and again, we keep saying this and we'll say it. Are you saying, but he wasn't canceled? No, no, but I mean, attempted to cancel him is my point. You know, with the Dixie Chicks, it was more the fans who immediately came. Country music fans. Yes, but we will continue to say, obviously, nothing that he said or did it. I, I, you know, I don't think you should have to we say this we, anymore. We're, we're not going to do it. But we're I not, do because I, I do think that, you know, listen, he had some growing up to do. You know, there's but a, I think he's done that. I do, too. And I think that the other thing that social media does not give people in any type of industry is any kind of grace. There's so much going around, which we'll talk about on the next episode about Bailey Zimmerman right now um, and whether or not he can even sing. And I just think that. 
country music is just like, I mean, not country music, but like social media, just every flaw, you, you can't make a mistake. You right. know, you, you, this was a mistake that he could have done. Crucified. He was literally walking into his house after a night out of partying, you know, and I just, I don't know. I, I think it's changed the entire landscape. So you and I have not had a conversation about Bailey Zimmerman. We'll do it next episode, but he sings fall, uh, fall in love. I think it is. And, and rock in a hard place, which yes. is his new one. I had not heard that from anyone, but one particular person who saw him in Buckhead, I believe, or in Athens pretty recently. And they asked me, they said, what's his deal? And I said, what do you mean? I've never met him, never seen him live. I, I like his music. I think you introduced it, me to it on the, the Spotify High Song playlist. They said it was a horrible show. He sounded horrible. So I don't know what you've got. We'll find out next episode. But um, I love him. I love him. I love him. Interesting I, that you I love would... everything about him. I'm rooting for him. Okay. Good you enough. know, Good enough. also next episode, the uh, Chris Rock conversation. Yes. From his Netflix special which was live Saturday night, the first time Netflix has ever carried or streamed a, a live event. He was in Baltimore. Uh, he, he looked like he was fresh off the music video set for I Want It That Way from the Backstreet Boys. Uh, all white wearing a, did you notice the prince, uh, the, ne- the necklace had Prince's yeah, his um, emblem, peace love sign on it. Y'all know what happened to me, getting smacked by Suge Smith. <laughs> the final 10 minutes was a rant or was it not mm, a rant? No, I don't think so. About Will Smith and the slap. Heard nearly a year ago. The Oscars are coming up this Sunday. If you're listening on Upload Day. Uh, Tuesday, March 7th. Oscars this Sunday. It was a year ago at the Oscars that uh, there was a big slap. A lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back that night? Because I got parents. That's why. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. <laughs> Next episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. St. Patrick's Day. Coming up, Don. Big event for uh, the drinking crowd. Big event for, uh, you know, listen, any, any event can become a family event. And, and we see it happen all the time up here in Austin, my friend. An event that, that where mom and dad can enjoy a couple drinks, but there's activities for the kids and always rideshare services available. And y'all have a big event coming up at the Avalon. Oh, yeah, it's a huge one. Huge, huge, huge. They do a big, big St. Patty's party. And you're right. I think that that's the great thing about living in Alpharetta is that there's no one size fits all. You know, there's some cities that are just known as party cities, and that's great. But um, Alpharetta is a party city. We have it available if you want it. But also, there are so many great opportunities to spend time, like with kids and with your it's family. A nice it's a nice hybrid. There is, and I'll even say, even where I, where I am over in Avalon, I am always seeing like young people with their kids shopping with their parents. You know, grandparents with them too. So, um, I do think that there are just so many things to do out here that can involve every member of your family. Luck of Avalon, Friday, March 17th, 5 to 9. Uh, they're going to have live music done on there on the boulevard. You can dance. going to have Irish flair and uh, shamrock the night away. Free admission, of course. Luck of Avalon, Friday, March 17th, 5 till 9. We talked last episode about shamrocking for a cure. Uh, that is Saturday, March 18th from 7 to 11, Marist Bank Amphitheater here in awesome Alpharetta. Uh, the Clothes Horse St. Patrick's Day Party. Is a clothes horse for men from 4 to 9, Thursday, March 16th. Couples cooking, Irish style with a twist, Monday, March 13th, the Publix Aprons Cooking School. 
there you go. Like if you're not I'll into the whole bridge. party scene, that's something fun to do with like your a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse. Like get out there and learn some cooking. There's nothing. Nothing says like love like corned beef and cabbage. Tell you what, kiss me now. In Alpharetta, we're all Irish on St. Patty's Day. Several events going on. Celebrate St. Patty's Day around Alpharetta. Check out uh, these festive events to make your day a little greener. Grab a pint at one of Alpharetta's breweries while you're here. Uh, if you're going downtown, Alpharetta, we got uh, two huge free parking decks. Free, yes, F-R-E-E, free parking decks. And if you want to find, uh, you want to spend some time up here, want to spend the weekend, we'd love to host you up here at 30 Partner Hotels, offering great deals, uh, every price point, every amenity, every uh, anything you need. You're going to find a partner hotel with awesomealfreda.com that you're going to love, you're going to enjoy, you're going to have a great time. All right, so come on out. Calling all lads and lassies and little leprechauns, Donna. Oh, I love that, a little leprechaun. Calling them all out here to uh, awesome Alpharetta. The Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast is free. It's our intent to keep it that way. Instead of a monthly cost or, uh, or fee, it's our hope you would take the time to write a review for the podcast. That's how we grow, Donna. Podcast discovery. This podcast remains free because of uh, generous support of our partners like T-Mobile. Internet freedom, free yourself from internet BS, reliable internet, 50 bucks a month, T-Mobile, home internet. We had a couple people write in, uh, reach out, write in. That sounds like, like the, it's like 1950, doesn't it? The radio show says like 19- they, wrote, they wrote in. It's the Flower Hour yes. radio show. Sponsored by Dixie Martha Crystals. White. Dixie Martha Crystals White and Martha Flower, White. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, okay, they inquired inquiring minds want to know about a couple of things um just some quick like hits you and the juds the uh, jud where are we at uh next episode because I, I, I something's happening tomorrow you're making movement uh well uh, yes i am hell yeah i am what's happening tomorrow I, i'll have more information tomorrow so they're like making good for you or something I'll have more information tomorrow. Okay. I'll write that um, down for Thursday. Okay. People asking about my rowing machine, how it's going. I would uh, love to tell you. in the garage. No, there's no, that's just parts of it. Um, I would love to tell you that I'm rowing my way to heaven. <laughs> However, in perfect, in perfect Donna fashion, my rower was supposed to be delivered this past Friday. Bear yeah. in mind, I bought it two months ago. Um, they texted me and this is what the text said. Y'all are going to die. It said, now it doesn't say who they are or whatever, but it says, Truck broke down on highway. Rower didn't fall out. When can we deliver? Who, who, who are these people? What? I am now basically being held hostage by these people that have my rower who have broken down on the side of what, what highway? Where are you? What delivery company are they I with? Don't, I have no idea. Where did you order this thing from? From Hydro, the company. Well, you need to reach out to Hydro. I have. And they said, we use delivery partners. We're so sorry. If it gets there and there's any damage, Donna, let us know. They're going to show up in a 1958 white Chevy Impala Silverado. I don't think it's going to be a Silverado. It's going to be an Impala. They're going to pop the trunk. So anyways, now they're coming next Tuesday. And I'm just like... I'm not going to have time to row before I get to get out to Park City. Okay. So that's the whole thing. Third. What else we got? Have you ever gotten a text from or an email from Delta telling you that you have to pick, that you get to pick your meal before you get on board? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't. I'm so excited. I just got one. And I'm just perusing my choices. Pasta bolognese, this, yeah, it's good. It's good food. Delta does good food. Yes. Um, there's that. And then. Not done. Okay. Uh, people wanted to know about Hardy. Had a great time. Yes, I was going to ask about that. He's got a cut. The, the cut that he's got on uh, Morgan Wallen's project is somebody Bible. Yes, great time. Yeah, it's the two of them um, talking about Jesus. Um, had a great time. We'll tell you that we talked about my tattoo, and he said, quote, unquote, girl, I've got my gun on the bus. I can go get it. And so you have to see the tattoo. I didn't get it from him. I, I literally, I was like, I think I'm okay. He pushed out. 
What'd you say? You pussed out. What's that mean? You got you got scared. I mean, in the back of the tabernacle, yeah. He go run to his bus and grab his gun. Like, and is you, it under his I seat? Asked you, I asked you the day after the show. I said, Donna, really? Yeah, it bothers would you, me. Would you? Oh, no, it bothers me that you, like, you don't, he, he it was two sold out shows at the tabernacle. He is so talented. And let me tell you this. A lot of people are like, oh, what was the crowd like? Tons of people my age. Tons. Well, but, but you said he, he played all his hits. You told me that we had dinner Friday night or Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know, last week. And 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 you say you said he played all his hits, and I said, what what hits? What hits does he have? Hardy, Hardy. What hits does he have? Okay, uh, okay. Sh- should I go through we're, this? We're dangerously close to the hour mark, so no. But he he has no hits. Okay, you just because it's somebody you don't like, I, I have no problem. You with don't have to crap personally. on everybody else's I'm not, fun. I'm not Donna. I'm not at all. But you said you'd lay down with him and brush his hair. I don't quite think I said that, but okay. Have you heard? Wait in the truck. Give heaven some hell. Yes, I'm one fam- beer familiar. Ah, a little okay. bit. Okay, three. Thirty oh six boots. Had, nope, never heard it. Never heard it. Never heard it. How do you not know that song? And you're in country radio. What's the name of boots. Rednecker. Rednecker. I'm rednecker than you. No. What truck? Don, I've never heard of truck before okay. in my life. There are people listening right now that are just rolling around. Just they don't. They don't even know what to say. Yeah, well, they do. Sold out. Wall to wall, and heard, I still I've ain't never sold heard that song out. A day in my life. You, okay. I've never heard that song before. Here's here's Boots. We, we're we're got to go here. I need to hear that right there. As a matter of fact, I like, woke up in yeah, my boots stop. this morning. Oh, what label is he on? Because we got to give him credit now. Whatever. Okay, we got to give him credit. What label is your boyfriend on? Michael. Michael. I enjoyed seeing you, Michael. I'm looking at the list here. Uh, these boots are made for walking. That's Nancy Sinatra. Never mind. He's on Big Loud. That's right. He and Morgan are label mates. Jameson Rogers open. Great. He's good too. Okay. Very good. Uh, next episode. Uh, okay. What's the no-no line from Morgan Wallen? <laughs> Last night I made you grip the sheets. What's wrong with that? Kiss your lips. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack My Second Act from Court TV. From, uh, let's see here. Big Loud and Morgan Wallen from Big Loud and... Uh, Michael Hardy. Michael. And uh, I think that's all the audio credit we have. Our thanks to executive producers, Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistants in Atlanta from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. <laughs>